Welcome to Emotions Incorporated, a podcast that follows the emotional journey of a Disney classic alongside our personal journeys too. In this limited series, we will be diving into how experience become memories, emotional validation, core memories, and of course, the colorful orbs that truly live inside out. So hold on tight as this train of thought is about to leave the station. And here we are for our penultimate episode, Jess. Here we are again. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's coming to an end. This is this is sad but refreshing as well. I'm like, we've been, we have been on a journey. I was thinking I kind of want to make like a visual map of the episodes and like just make like little my just to just to like map out our journey through this podcast. You know, I think it'll be quite cute. I think that's a great idea. I bet by the time this episode is released, we'll have something put together. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it will be. It will be a few weeks. Yeah. And obviously we've both um, we've both been to the Disney parks in the meantime, living our best um, since we've last seen each other anyway, yes. living our best um, Disney parks lives, which has been great. Little refresh, if you will. It's, exactly. I think for me, at least it was an emotional experience, pun intended, but really being back was quite reflective and I think actually tying to all of the topics we've had on the podcast I think it helped me really think about my experience there and like frame it in all these different ways so I definitely felt the wide range of emotions everything from joy to sadness to disgust all of it you know (laughs) exactly that I think it's um it definitely filled that um huge Disney hole that I needed to fill um after being away for so long but also like you said the entire spectrum spectrum of emotions were fully in swing that's for sure (laughs) um but yes today we are here to talk about rock bottom and I we do see Riley go through a a, probably the first rock bottom moment she's had in her life I think which is why it ends up causing such chaos for the emotions inside her head and for her life outside of her own mind as well um it's it sounds like a really daunting thing to talk about and um we'll only be as personal as we want to be as well about this but it's um I think it's also quite a refreshing thing to talk about as well to talk about how we dealt with those moments uh where because everyone has had a rock bottom no matter how big or small it's been for each individual we've all been there so it's a I think it's a really great thing to touch on and again it's such a climax for Riley in the Inside Out movie so I think it's really good to talk about that in this podcast journey. Yeah Rock Bottom has a very distinct feel when you look back on memories in my personal experience like I know exactly when mine were and I also realize over time what I learned to kind of reframe those experiences as well um I think it's really interesting because I think the way that we handle rock bottoms we do our best with the tools that we have at the time um because I can look back at all of my rock bottom phases in life and I realize that a lot of the reason that I was going through such a really low time was because I just didn't have the way to reframe it or I didn't have like the support that I needed on like a very deep level. Um, not, not in the way of like, I didn't have the right people to help me, but like the way yeah. to support myself, you know? Um, and I feel like a lot of the past several years of my life, I've really 
tried to focus on figuring out how to do that. And I'm not by any means like an expert, but I feel like just as you grow in life, you get more context and you learn more tools. And I don't know. I think it's, I think this whole concept is really a journey within itself for sure. Well, I think a lot of the time, the reason we refer to those moments as rock bottom moments is because it's unlike anything we've experienced before. So yeah. it, it, even though like what might be rock bottom for me might might no way be categorized as that for someone else because they've been through completely different experiences. But again, yeah. it's all individual. It's all about, like you said, the the things, all of the mediums that are around you at that time, whether that's the people, the support systems, the um, the situation itself, all of those things add up to why our rock bottoms are what they are. Yeah. Um, I, I think the first question we should address with this is um, how do we measure what rock bottom means for us? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, each person has a very different idea of what that is. And I think that is because we all have been through a certain journey by that point when I think we'll get a little bit more into our own individual rock bottoms shortly. But I think for me personally, I know that one of the first, I, I didn't even understand why I felt as low as I did for one of the first times I truly felt rock bottom until someone actually spelled it out for me. And that made me realize that I don't know how, if that's how you feel Jess as well about when you think about your rock bottoms throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I don't, yeah, it's interesting. I definitely have to reflect on how to like put it into words, but I think that rock bottom was definitely a feeling and it was like a feeling of, I was very attached to something and I lost it. It changed. Um, and I didn't know how to cope with that. I think that was the main feeling of it. And it just felt like a never ending tunnel and it felt like nothing was going to ever get better which it did, but at the time it just felt like like doomsday, you know? It's so frustrating at the time that we can't have that perspective that it is going to get better because I yeah. think we just, I, I when I think of the two, my two main points in my life where I've felt really like, like I, th- there was no way out of it, like I was at rock bottom, I, at those moments in time, I, I can visually see myself sinking and just thinking there is no way you are gonna get out of this but I know that if I was to go through those experiences now I've learned so much from how I dealt with that that it wouldn't be a rock bottom now Um, right but I think that's the trick is like you go through the experience to learn those things and if you didn't go through that experience you still would have had to learn those things another way so there's like this weird benefit I suppose is the word that we do get the tools and the perspectives from these rock bottom times but they're really they're kind of awful yeah but I think that's the human experience you know well I was gonna say through that through those experiences do you think that dealing with the next rock bottom becomes any easier I I do yes I think that I have certain pinpoints of my life that I've gone through that were rock bottoms and I feel like the next one did become easier however if the context is different like let's say 
like my rock bottom was like a breakup or a job change. But then if I was to deal with, you know, losing a loved one, that would be a whole different set of circumstances that I would have to learn, you know, knock on wood. I don't even like thinking about that, but, you know, I think that, you know, I learned through so many of certain types, but then, but at the same time, they do all sort of intertwine. Like at the end of the day, a lot of the emotions are the same. And if we can get out of our heads and more into our body of how they feel, there's some similarities there. So I, again, though, it's a really personal journey. What do, what do you feel about that? I think that just going off what you said there, I think although the situation is unpredictable, I think that the emotions are quite predictable actually we do as we get older learn how we deal with things and I mean just through what we've talked through in this podcast we relate with certain emotions more than we do with others and we know how some of the emotions in our head like to play and how some and and less so on how others do so I think again the you're never going to know what is going to come at you in life life is so unpredictable and there's no way of telling how we're going to feel tomorrow you could be feeling on cloud nine I mean I was I was having the best week and then I melted Lawrence's air fryer on the hob the other day so it was I was having the best week ever and then that happened and I was like okay great not that that was a rock bottom moment but it was it was again like you can't but I knew there's been other things so far throughout my relationship where I've not necessarily dealt with it that well. And I've I've maybe like tiptoed around uh honest conversation. Whereas I was just like, no, that didn't work last time. Just be honest, just just get it yeah. out. And it just it makes you feel so much better and it doesn't allow things to fester. So I don't to answer my own question about whether I think it becomes easier, I don't think each situation is any easier than the last I think it's always going to come and hit you like a ton of bricks which is why you end up in what we call rock bottom but I think the the predictability of our own emotions because we do as long as we allow ourselves to understand ourselves does make rock bottom hopefully a little bit easier as we go on through life if I hope that wasn't too convoluted in the way I said that. yeah no like I really do think that the situation yeah what you said the situations aren't easier but the way that you navigate them is yeah. based on your experience just as a human being exactly so, yeah it's definitely complicated and if you are going through a rock bottom or if you have like give yourself extra extra grace during the journey because it's not easy mm-hmm. and you just you just got to take the time to heal and you know kind of just be on the lookout for things that give you the glimmer of a little bit of hope that you can you know move through this season because it's not permanent everything really is temporary the good and the bad but um it's hard to see that when you're in the rock bottom phase yeah I, in the words of kelly clarkson what doesn't kill you makes you stronger so <laughs> <laughs> we love kelly yeah should talk about Riley in particular tying it back to our inside out universe here um but Riley goes through her own rock bottom probably her first one like we said and I would say it was when she was 
I mean, it was leading up to this, but I really think the moment that it hit was when she was on the bus um, trying to escape her reality, essentially, and move back to her old her old town. And she was just a shell of herself. Like that is, I think, another way to describe rock bottom is you just are a shell of yourself. You're not really you're vibrant and authentic and aligned self anymore. You're just kind of existing and maybe disassociating. You're out of touch with joy. And Riley, like physically, were able to see that she was losing joy, not just the emotion, but like the um, personification of joy, yeah. the yellow, yellow gal. Um, she was gone. And I think that's a really amazing thing to be able to see on screen is like the personification of joy being gone because you say that all the time about people but it's just you know a feeling it's like not a tangible thing so um yeah I really think that again kind of what I was saying was Riley was really attached to her old life and I think attachment is the root of all human suffering I think some spiritual guru has said this and we don't realize it um a lot of the times especially when we're younger but being attached to a place or how things should be or what we thought or our expectation like attachment doesn't really give room for new things to come in so if you are like Riley really really loved her old place and she couldn't even really see the potential for like the new hockey team she was going to be on and the new friends she would make eventually and her new routines like because she just really loved her old life so I think all of that combined like mixed up in a pot really resulted in her experiencing her rock bottom and even I would argue to say a phase of depression at age of 11 um it's it's a really it's a really tough thing to watch but also like very easy to relate to I think we've all had a moment like that you know definitely I think you've you've mentioned that before that it is uh, I think a hint at what could potentially be some form of depression at 11 years old um and I mean we have to remember this is a kids movie so Disney aren't going to be throwing out big words or anything like that it's just not the way that the industry works but and I also think it's important not to put huge labels on um on how she's feeling in that moment we don't know how Riley was feeling exactly but the complete closing off of of when you literally see the 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 dashboard or whatever it is and the in the um in her mind just completely turning off they can't do anything to fix it yeah. um really does really rings true I think for a lot of us that have either suffered with any anxiety or any form of depression um and I think one of the hardest things of being a kid and growing up and experiencing a rock bottom is that we don't know what that is. We don't know. We're not, we haven't been, um, we haven't been accustomed to or seen much rock bottom. We've been very shielded by school or our parents or um, influential figures in our life to make us feel that 
we we don't need to feel those things and just hide, hiding the dark parts of what the world can make us feel away from ourselves. And like you said, attachment is such a huge, a huge point there because this is evidently the thing that makes Riley feel the way that she does. But yeah, I think that it is, it's very clear that in, in this moment that she, she is entering a very dark part of her mind and the only thing that actually ends up saving her is when she allows herself to get in touch with her sadness. Um, it isn't until sadness touches the board and um, that that they regain the emotions regain regain control of Riley's mind again. And Riley has this this almost realization that actually. I don't need to, there is a way up from this. Yes, it's not going to be straight from this level of depression or this darkness into ultimate joy. You can't just click your fingers. There's There's got to be a transition to, to get back to your normal self. And if that starts with sadness, let's start with sadness and find a way out of this. Yeah, I think I've done so much learning about healing work. And I really do find it interesting that people who are, in these really dark spaces, a lot of times people who are, you know, teaching how to heal or, you know, whatever you want to call it, they'll say, you know, if you start to feel sad or you start to feel angry, like it's actually a level up from where you are. Because if you kind of like envision a peer, envision a pyramid of emotions, like there's like movement when you go up to those different ones. Like you're not going to go from this numbness to joy, like instantly, like there's a movement you have to go through. And I also, I also see these TikToks all the time about how, you know, if, you know, you're trying to think your way out of a really horrible situation or something, or, you know, people will frame it as like going to therapy and like thinking the way out of their traumas. And they realized like the actual key is to not think about it. It's actually to feel it because when you feel it, it moves through you faster than like trying to analyze it and like pick it apart and be logical about it because it's actually just, you need to like move it through your body. So mm -hmm. I think it's really amazing the way that Disney depicted it for Riley is because she was able to, you know, she was able to reconvene with sadness and sadness held a space for her. So like she, essentially she held a space for herself to be sad. And I feel like once she did that, all of a sudden like her external reality of her parents came and held space for her. And I don't know, she was able to actually move through it Yeah. In, instead of like, you know, going like in the spiral of her thoughts or whatever was going on for her. I really, I just think it was depicted really really well definitely and I think it's a really good lesson for anyone that hasn't maybe not experienced rock bottom as well because there will be people that have just fought through those things and ignored those feelings and not allowed themselves to sit in those that yeah. it is okay to get to that point and it is going to take work to get back on top again but there is a way out of the way that you're feeling too yeah yeah, I weirdly think there's something so beautiful about healing work and like crying through it and, you know, expressing like the anger through it. And I feel like maybe I grew up around, you know, situations where a lot of feelings were suppressed. And like, I think I suppressed a lot of feelings over time. And I always felt 
shame for when I did have feelings like that, you know, but there's something amazing about being able to move through it. And you feel like even when you have those emotions and you're crying and you're like yelling or whatever, you think like, this is never going to end. Like, why am I such an angry person or a sad person? But the reality is like, that's not who you are. That's just the emotion you're experiencing at the time and you can move through it. And I don't know. I really, I think that Riley did a great job with that in that phase of her life and was able to move through it. And yeah, maybe it wasn't, you, you do have that kind of, you know, it's almost like an aftershock of this experience, you know, like she's never going to be her innocent child, like naive, like to life changes self that she was before, but now she has more wisdom and new experiences and we'll shape maybe- her into whatever she becomes. It's not an, yeah. it's not a negative at all. It's just a, a, a curve that will help her grow into whoever she becomes. Right. Exactly. And I mean, it's all about how you frame it. Like that can be a really beautiful thing. It could be a melancholy yeah. thing, but at the end of the day, it is growth. I, the only other thing I wanted to say on on Riley's journey with Rock Bottom being the climax of Inside Out is that it feels to me, again, to go back to the shielding thing, that she's not really been um, vulnerable to, to attachment loss really before Mm -hmm. so I think that this can play a huge part in what our personal rock bottoms are as well in the sense that Riley has from what we from what we see anyway never really seen a close friend leave um her town she's been in her little town with the same group of hockey friends since she was young um she's had a very she's she's from a very small town not from a big city so what she's experienced is a sense of community and mm-hmm. um and again this this close family unit that suddenly seems like it's being torn apart so to relate that to ourselves i do think as well that is a really good sign that we and until we become vulnerable to things like like what Riley did with having to deal with this uh, these attachment issues we are going to take things harder but it's going to make it easier next time again it's that thing of predictability of the way that we never there's more predictability to the way we navigate things but not to the situations themselves and the more that we're exposed to these things naturally we're going to know how to deal with them better yeah absolutely I think that really sums it up So what does rock rock bottom mean to both of us? But for now, to me, um, I I think when I think back throughout my life, I think there's loads of little moments that I think, oh, was that was that rock bottom? Was that rock bottom? But I dealt really well with a lot of things. And I might have touched on this slightly during the podcast so far. I dealt, I think I dealt really well with quite a few negative things throughout my like upbringing nothing nothing too heavy or major but just small things that I was able to cope with and then it was again I might have mentioned this before but coming back from the Disney one-year program I was on was honestly one of the hardest 
things that I've ever been through and I think one of the hardest things I will ever go through and for some people that may seem really like shallow because it's like what you lived a year in Disney and like you did your year and like it was it was great but move on but it's not as easy as that because not only yeah. is the, the Disney bubble just this crazy thing that nobody understands unless you you've been inside of it for me a, a big part of it was the fact that Disney is always on it's always open um the parks don't close because you leave as any as the same as any job but unlike any other job when you leave you you're leaving behind loads of friends you're leaving not just friends you're leaving behind a community of people that you that have become your family out there and you are now watching them on instagram on snapchat on facebook every form of social media youtube podcasts whatever um all about how much fun they're having and if if you think you experience FOMO, <laughs> you need to go and do a Disney program or work at Disney World because it really is so hard to deal with the fact that you are not a part of, of the action anymore. And I really, really struggled with that. And I didn't realise for a long time that that was why I had entered a form of depression and why I had um, was dealing with quite serious anxiety I couldn't pinpoint it and it wasn't until I actually saw a professional about it because I couldn't work out what was going on I just felt like I I was never I wasn't settled I was jumping from job to job um I they called it Disney depression on our program as a as a like a, a casual term but it's so real and that was so hard for me to deal with um and then just to go back to the the way that again we we do things do become a little bit easier when I I know this is completely different but I'd never I've not dealt with much physical loss before I've not um I've not lost many family members I don't think I've lost any immediate family members in my lifetime I've been very lucky um and then my the the dog that I've had the longest died a couple of years ago and he was they're 14 years old so I'd grown up with him it was like a sibling like it wasn't and again I think non-dog owners might turn their noses up but it is it is the hardest it was it was so hard mm -hmm. because I'd gone through that that loss of my like that that piece of me was lost from being ripped away from a Disney program I couldn't go back and work um even if I wanted to I there was COVID then on the horizon etc I I used a lot of the stuff that I'd learned in coming away from my Disney program and dealing with all that mental turmoil when it came to losing my dog and it hurt for a day but I recognized it and the ability to recognize it allowed me to again transition but transition a little bit faster and recognize what my emotions were doing and be able to play with that a little bit more so for me Disney, leaving Disney was definitely to this day anyway my my biggest rock bottom not not to the point where I left I got off the plane and was crying my eyes out it was a very slow demise for me um where I just I didn't know why and even once I'd recognized why it was so hard to get to grips with how on earth do I feel 
all of these gaps in my life that I had for a whole year, my friends living opposite me and next door, the theme parks being my every day off, my my job being in my favourite place in the world, like all of those things had just been snatched away. But again, getting through that as hard as it was over the years it's taken me to heal from it, it wasn't quick, it, it was years it took me to heal. Um, looking at something like losing a loved one it would be a pet or a human or whatever it made it a lot it made not it didn't make it easier it just made it easier for me to understand why I was feeling the way I was and again to navigate that yeah like because loss well I think it's really interesting as well like obviously grief is a thing that happens when we lose loved ones but it also became aware to me that I think that grief is really, it exists in so many situations that we may have not realized it was a situation where you are grieving, whether it be losing a loved one, you might be losing a job, transitioning out of a certain phase of life into a new one. Um, And it can even sneak in there too, when things are good on both sides, like you may really love this new phase of life you're going into, but you can still grieve the previous phase as well. So I feel like navigating those transitions in life, like you can, I feel like for me, at least I went through rock bottoms with them as I was navigating them. But now as I've grown older, I can see when that's happening, but I can use what I've learned from before to go through those different situations as I'm going through changes in life um but all right yeah I think I I mean I think just it would be sacrilege to not talk about COVID just slightly um because I think that was a that was a as as much as we're talking about finding it becomes easier to navigate etc etc that was something completely out of the blue that affected everybody. It wasn't it unprecedented. Wasn't, yeah, just slightly unprecedented. <laughs> um, that just took everyone by surprise. So it was one of those very rare situations where absolutely everyone around you is suddenly going through their own personal rock bottoms, whether that's because they're losing loved ones, whether that's because they're isolating and they they don't know how to to put them to, to stay at home and to not go out. Um all of all of those sorts of things and I mean I got very used to staying indoors I'll be honest I got very used to it I was podcasting I was um I I had a bit of a routine um and I I'm actually a major enjoy it now yeah no honestly I'm like I, I I used to be the most social person ever and now I'm like I am busy all the time by myself <laughs> like, and I think I think that is we all have our own individual experiences with COVID but it is um when it comes to rock bottom again like no no person's rock bottom even though we dealt with the same situations the same because we all we are all our own individuals and we all had our own ways of viewing that situation and living with with the way the world was then as well mm-hmm yeah, no, I think that there was so much change in that short amount of time. And for a lot of people, I'm sure that was their first time going through something where they were going through a routine and everything changed because I feel like some people are really adaptable to change, but overall, like human beings like routine, they like habits, they like knowing what's coming next. And 
the ironic part about life is that you just never really fully know. Um, and that was one of those situations. So if you had experience with that in the past, maybe you knew how to navigate it. And if you didn't, then maybe that was your opportunity to really dive into the deep end and learn it. And it may have been painful. You know, it was, it was hard. I feel like I was very numb the first few months of COVID. Like I wanted to be, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, but I wanted to be productive and I wanted to learn something new and do a lot. And I just, I felt like my health wasn't great. I felt like I mentally was just like so fuzzy. I couldn't think straight at all. Like, I think I just binged a show and got takeout. Like, I don't even remember what happened. Yeah, it's a Um, blur. And yeah, and I, I don't know. I feel like I feel very lucky that I had a safe environment to live in. And thankfully, like, overall like I feel like my immediate family was okay but I know that that was not the situation for everyone and I don't know I just have a lot of respect and love for all of us for going through that because it was not easy no not at all it was rock bottom at some point and in one way or another for everyone so um again we've all learned a lot from it and um I'm sure we'll navigate whatever um, happens in our lives in the future uh, from that. It's a, it's a definitely a growth experience as well as a very crazy time in our lives. For sure. Um, but what, how about um, what, what your rock bottom is and what it means to you? Yes. Yeah, so let's see if sum this up because I feel like I had a few points of rock bottom that intertwined to each other, but I feel like my first rock bottom was near the end of my first college program in 2013. I had, you know, kind of like what you were saying, I had an amazing few months. My best friend, Mark, moved back home after his spring program and I was staying through the summer. Um, I was going through all these life transitions. It was my first time moving away from home. I had broken up with my hometown boyfriend, XYZ, all of that. Um, I get down or I am still in Disney for that summer. It was like the fairy tale I always wanted, but there were, um, contingencies with that, with, you know, his ex from home. And I was just very naive and very excited and was living in this like fairy tale world. It was like everything 20 year old me wanted was this romance and on one September night when I thought everything was fine he came over and just blindsidedly like cut it off and we like I don't think we ever spoke again maybe like once or twice (laughs) never spoke about it um and I had gone through one other breakup before this and it was only a few months prior but this one like hit me harder because I got very attached to this idea. Again, why I'm so like, hello, attachment is the root of my suffering. But I got so attached to this idea that we were going to like live in Orlando and live in celebration and like build up this life that I had dreamed of. Because, you know, when you 
grow up in like a very hometowny environment. You think you go to high school, you go to college, you get married, you blah, 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 like the whole thing. Like it just like, it really sent me into a very, very, very long phase of rock bottom. Whereas I would be going out with friends, I would be getting a new job, I would be going on trips and I just wouldn't like it would always be running in the background for me and I didn't know how to cope with it because I was so upset it didn't work out I was so attached to this idea that I had wanted um and then fast forward to the next year I moved out to Disneyland to do my college program there and I was a jungle cruise skipper another one of my dreams all of that so it was just really like, again, what happened was I had this amazing four months and I had the best time, had a new relationship, all sorts of things. And once it ended, I had another rock bottom because I was like, oh my God, I just wish I could have like, everything was so good. Everything was so good. Like now I have to leave. Like, why does this have to happen? Why do all my friends have to live across the country why does my new boyfriend have to live across the country like it was so hard and I moved back to Florida because that's where I was before and then my heart was in California so it was really hard and like you could see like people probably were like what the hell is this girl doing because I would go from Buffalo to Florida to California to Florida Buffalo to California to Florida like I was all over the place um and I ended up you know such a short space of time as well that's such a short span of time like I look at it now I'm like what the how did I physically do that and also my parents for supporting me through that were angels because they were helping me move every couple months like thank you mom and dad honestly like for the amount of time and everything that they were you know supporting me with and um it's just I just was so emotionally distressed at the time because I just felt like I didn't have my own way. And I was kind of, you know, dependent on, you know, the people around me to kind of give me my purpose of life. I was like, oh, if I have the friends, I'll be happy. And if I have the scenario where everything is going great, like I'll be happy. Like it was the first time I realized like I did not like understand what I really needed. Um, And, you know, I moved back to California. I continued dating that guy. We dated, I even went to school with my friend Krista and him at the time. um, So we could all be together. Like I transferred school so we could all finish school together. And I didn't like, you don't even realize it's a rock bottom, but you do, you know, like it was in the back of my head for this whole span of time of this whole story I'm telling you. So this is over from about end of mid 2013 to like early 2016. That's how long this happened. And it was just this very long, subtle thing in the background. Um, And I think the moment it all changed for me was when So he and I had broken up and I went to a therapist for the first time because I met this girl in my class who I don't even talk to anymore, but she gave me this recommendation for this therapist and this therapist, something she said clicked for me. And it was about how I needed to like 
start living for me. And whatever she said absolutely hit me to my core. She said, you need to start living for you. You need to go travel for you. You need to just like allow that to be okay. And just whatever's going to happen is going to happen with these people. But like your journey is your journey. And I think that was the first time I really realized it was okay for me to not try and control like if these people were going to like me back or be there in person with me. And I don't know, it just really flipped a script for me. And from there on, I think I was like single for about three years and just, I went on every trip I could with all my friends. I, we had parties all the time. We would go and do experiences around Orlando. We, I got my job at VIP tours and I was just so excited to like live my life for the first time. And I just, I, again, looking back on, I'm like, I wish I just did that the whole time. I wish I wasn't so concerned about, you know, getting all of the puzzle pieces of my life in order at 20 years old. Nobody freaking does that anyway. So I don't know where that expectation came from, but I can't even tell you how much that experience transformed my life. Um, because it just taught me to live for me instead of like giving, I physically gave my emotions and like my power away to these situations that just were so far out of my control and to these people who just, for what, you know what I mean? So I don't know, it really shined light on where I was attached to things and where I needed to let go and be open to what life had in store. And it was, it's been amazing. I think that I started really reading a lot more spiritual books and insights, and I can understand them completely because of not, I can understand them to a decent level. I don't want to say completely because they're, you know, so expansive, but I can understand them to a level that really resonates with me because of this time of my life, because there were so many deep rooted scenarios going on within that time that just gave me context for what you know these books or lessons are trying to teach and I think it's beautiful and I see so many more synchronicities in my life now and I feel so much more aligned and I feel like I can stand in my own power and I freaking love my life now I love it it's it's my dream life And I'm so grateful for it every day I wake up and I'm like, this is amazing. But if I didn't go through that time there, I don't know if I would have number one, even gotten here because I wouldn't have known what I actually wanted or number two, like if it would have, you know, transpired the way that it did. So um, even going through like, you know, this major health stuff I went through or COVID, like it just, because of that rock bottom phase of my life, I was, that stuff was hard. I still feel like the other stuff was harder. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. I think it's really, it's. That's a lot. That was a personal story and great (laughs) context. And I'm grateful that I can share it with you guys. And I don't know. It's, I think it's. I just went in. (laughs) No, but I think it's really telling that um, for both of us, that our, the, our rock bottoms frustratingly both derived from 
what we both thought was the peak of our lives I think I think when I was at Disney I was and don't get me wrong it's up there it was up there I loved I loved my program so much as I'm sure your first program you loved so much as well so much I think I agree that I I was trying to hold on to everything I felt in that moment and felt and felt like that had to be my forever because if that wasn't my forever nothing was going to be satisfactory again nothing was going to match up to that so mm-hmm. as lo- but for as long as I felt that way, I wasn't, I, d- I never allowed myself to, to open myself up to the fact that there are other things out there that I can do to make myself happy and to make myself feel fulfilled. And I felt like it was constantly putting on band-aids to sort of, to sort of make me feel like I did then, but actually that was a phase in my life. And I think same for what you just said, Jess, that was yeah. a phase in our lives and sometimes you have to let that go to realize there's so much more out there. And as I think the fact is that the reason that those things for both of us became rock bottom was because we didn't want to let them go. And actually sometimes it, the moment is there for a reason and it's really great, but just because that feeling doesn't stay forever, doesn't mean that feeling can't be duplicated and replicated in other ways throughout our lives as it is for both of us now. So yeah. I think it's I think it's quite special actually that we've both we've both experienced very similar things and um they've both ended up in this mental turmoil turmoil for us, but um it's made us who we are now. Absolutely. And I just I really, really like to live by the mantra that everything is always getting better, even in the absolute like deepest dips I really fully believe that things are getting better and that's like there's only the way up from here like and I think having that perspective like you don't I don't even have to believe it in the moment but as long as I can say like maybe someday maybe you know it can go up from here there's just so much freedom in that and I think I just didn't have that perspective before I just couldn't even fathom but you know, it comes with a lot of trust and it's easy to look back on it now when I'm so many years past it. But I think there was a small little part of me that's believed it, but now it's like, okay, at least I have this in my toolbox for, you know, however life unfolds from here. Jess one one final piece of advice for anyone that um for anyone and ourselves about how we can prepare best for rock bottom the next time it may come and hit us by surprise my piece of advice would be to take all the time you need to you know give yourself space lean into those emotions but then once you get to a point where you're like okay I'm getting really really tired of this Take it as an opportunity to start like looking for things that resonate with you. For me, that was reading spiritual books, dabbling into like energy healings, figuring out like some, I don't know, for some people that may be very faith-based, that may be very, you know, reading inspirational stories, start looking for evidence of things that resonate with you for like a better tomorrow 
or for something bigger than yourself that like things will work out better. Um, and just, I feel like the whole reason that I personally feel like I had success with my journey was because I went inward. I wasn't looking for my situation to change. I was looking how to change myself for any situation that was to come. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not too far off. I think there's only so much advice you can give on rock bottom, but I think for me yeah. it would be um to take the time to reflect, try and recognize what whether that was a moment in your life that really sucked and that was a rock bottom moment. And when you have started to heal from that, really look at it as a learning experience rather than a really bad part of your life because you can take so much from that and um yeah just reflect on it because as we've said so far throughout this whole thing and throughout this whole series you don't know what's gonna how your emotions gonna react how you're gonna deal with things what situations are gonna arise so just just look at those things as opportunities to um learn how you deal with life because we are our own teachers at the end of the day and we will continue to grow however we please to. So that is my piece of advice on rock bottom, but that is all we've got time for. So a little plug, Jess, give us a, give us your socials. Yes. If you'd like to follow along with me, you can follow me on Instagram at Jessica Fay 508. You can follow my blog, theroadjustraveled.com, traveled is with one L, or if you love the podcast format, I have a podcast I co-host with my friend Kristen called Rediscover, all about leaning into your authenticity and rediscovering what makes you, you. And Bradley? Yes. Um, so my Instagram is at Mr. Bradley Coker. And I also have a podcast called Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I interview podca- uh, podcasts, where I interview cast members from uh, all across the Disney company and around the world. And yeah, there's a bunch of episodes on every streaming platform. So go and check that out. But that again, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And we'll be back with our final episode next week. So oh, stay tuned. Crazy. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Everyone. Bye. Bye.